All right, friends, I am so excited to bring to you guys the queen of routine today, which I'm so excited to talk about because I am the queen of hot mess. There is no routine ever in my life, but I'm so excited to introduce you guys to Ashley Brown. She's the owner of Routine and Things and the Routine and Things podcast, and she loves to inspire women to have better routines in their life. So today we're going to talk about how we can include routines into our life and our business. Hi there, I'm Jenna Kutcher. I'm the host of the Gold Digger Podcast, and I'm so excited that you're hearing me right now because that means that I get to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Hagen. Michelle is a mama on a mission dedicated to inspire other women to chase their dreams and their passions no matter what season of life they're in. And I've gotten the privilege to mentor and coach Michelle. She was one of my top 10 students in my community of over a thousand women, and she helped lead and inspire other mamas just like you. And now you, my friend, you get a front row seat. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired. Welcome to the Living Your Calling podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Hagen, and my mission is to help you step into whatever you're truly called to do. I'm a Midwest wife and mom, and I built my business and dreams between the moments of motherhood. I believe that you can create your dreams around whatever season of life you're in. I'm obsessed with creating connections, out-of-the-box ideas, and cheering people on in whatever goal they're chasing. This is a place where you can come to feel like you're joining your best friends for coffee, for real talk of what's happening in life and business. Whether you're working on personal development or business, friend, I got you. Each week, you will find an episode that educates, inspires, and helps you take action to step into your calling and live your best life. You're listening to the Living Your Calling podcast, inspiring you to be and create exactly what you were made for. Are you ready? Here we go. So Ashley, welcome to the show. Hi, Michelle. Thank you for having me. I'm, this is going to be a lot of fun to talk to you, especially when you say you're the queen of hot mess, which I don't believe. Well, I mean a little <laughs> bit. Like I roll in. I, I feel like since the boys have gotten older, I'm a little better. But I was definitely the mom that was like at preschool drop. I'm like, we're here. No one has their shoes on. Here's their shoes. Hand them to the teacher. I'm not really sure what day it was for show and tell, but I put that in the backpack. So figure it out. Figure oh it out. I, the <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. That is that I would be freaking out inside. Oh my gosh. I could not do that. Oh my God. Yeah, I no. love it though. I love it. You're like, yep, figure it out. Here you go. We got it. We got it halfway together, which I think, I think it's, I mean, I think it's good in a sense, you know, to not, because sometimes we can be so crippling in terms of like having so much rigid structure that when change happens, like, oh my God, it's like such a, it's like, it's like a storm came and it's like, but it's just change. Like, let's be a little bit flexible. So I think it's all about that balance for sure. That is true. But, and I can't wait for us to dive in and talk about that. But why don't you introduce yourself first and tell the listeners a little bit about you and your business and what you do? 
Yes, so I'm Ashley Brown. I am a mama of two. So my girls are ages two and four, two and four. And, um, you know, you always forget as a mom sometimes, how old are they? Two and four. And they're the light of my life. I love them as well as I'm married as well to my hilarious husband. He is, he's a trip. I'm like, oh my gosh, always keeps me laughing, which is good because he, he keeps me balanced in terms of he's the fun. And I'm more so the one that's like, but let's get this routine together. Together, though. So I love that. Um, and just in terms of my background, I am from the South. So I'm a Southern girl. I love God. Love me some God. Um, I'm all about spirituality and and really connecting to God just every day. Um, I have such a strong faith and I love Trader Joe's and Target and anything that is just like simple, but pretty. That's that's my style. Um, and in terms of my business routine and things, which is all about helping women consistently live their happiest life, one routine at a time, um, that is really helping to give women products and resources to help them start, maintain, and enjoy fun and freeing routines. I am my philosophy is that routines don't fit in the box. You create them for your lifestyle, for you, and they can be flowy, they can be freeing, and definitely can be fun because nobody wants a boring routine. Yes. And I love that. And I love how you said that it can be out of the box and that it can be flowy because I know from like my personality, rigid routines like don't ever work because I'm so like, well, what if something comes up or what if we decide to do something different? And then I'm like, well, I can't do it. So we just, I just don't, which drives my husband nuts because I know my husband like thrives on routine. And he's like, I just don't understand how in the morning, this was like back before COVID when he wasn't home. He's like, I don't understand how you don't. And I'm like, just don't worry about it. You know, like that. I feel like that. Um, have you heard the the like reel or the TikTok that's like, just don't worry about it, hon. Just don't worry about it. That's what I'm like, no. don't worry about it. Oh, oh it's so gosh. funny. I may have to like make a reel when this one comes out. Yes. Routine. Oh, <laughs> so tell me, how does this fit in to being a mom and with your business? What does that look like when you run? Because I know that you said you're a nurse educator as well. So what does that look like for you on a daily basis as you're working? Or how does having your business fit into your life? Yes, so definitely. um, I'm such a huge preparation person. I'm a huge planner. So if I didn't plan, I don't know how I would be able to have routine and things and help women in this way. Plus do my nurse education um, job and be a mom. Like it would be really hard for me. So I really lean heavily on planning and I plan weekly and I also plan daily so that I'm just on track. And my, you, I have, I wish that you could see my paper. I'm like looking off to the side, but like, I don't have much when I plan, it's like really limited, but I plan for home. What am I doing throughout the week? And also I plan for my business. Just what am I doing throughout the week? But it's very minimal things. Like I will put like one home thing maybe every other day um, because I have my routines. And that's why my routines help to sustain my home for the most part. So then anything outside of that, I don't have much to do. Um, And then when it comes to business, I can then fit in business into those spaces, which is really, really nice. And so that's really how I fit my business into, you know, my nursing career and into being a mom is because my routines are really that foundation and really keep me grounded and in alignment with keeping my home clean, really 
taking care of myself as well, because self-care is really huge for me. And so that's that's really how I do it. And it's all about just planning and being really intentional. Intentionality is everything, especially if you are juggling multiple things, which all of us as moms are doing. Um, and just as people in general, right? Even outside of being a mom, we're trying to figure out how how is our life going to go as women. So, mm-hmm. so it's it's just you know you have to be intentional with how you are moving, with the actions you are doing on a day to day basis, and that will make it a lot easier for you. But yeah, that's how I do it. Yeah. Mm. I love how you mentioned like even as a mom and being flexible some because I know like as the as your kids grow it's like you think that these seasons are going to be so long that the baby years are like really long and you're like wait you said four and two and mine are six and mm-hmm. four so I'm like just a step up uh, in front of you and it's amazing even like in that two years how much you're going to come up more for air and even you know, looking back, it's like, I look back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I was literally just surviving for almost four years. You're just like in survival mode because they're so little and how like we have to be flexible. I would assume you would say flexible, even in those seasons of survival mode. Oh my gosh. You have to be flexible as a mom in general. Oh my gosh. I mean, you should, I mean, even outside of being a mom, just being able to adapt to change is something we all have to learn how to do. It can be really difficult. I know I used to be, um, I'm what people would typically call type A perfectionist, overachiever type. So, which I've been working on y'all. So let me just say, because it it don't work well for you. I'm telling you. So um, I've been definitely working on that just over the years, but flexibility is everything because you have to be able to adapt to change, especially having young children, children in general, because they're not on your schedule sometimes. And many times they're not on your schedule. They want to do their thing. They're, they're, they're little humans. They have a mind. They want to do certain things. You're like, but I want to go do this. So you have to learn how do I fit what they want to do into what my plans are in the day. How can I really be more flexible? And also really, I think something that I've been learning is it's okay to not move so quickly. It's okay to slow down, especially having young kids that can't do for themselves much for themselves. You have to learn how to slow down. And mm-hmm. we're so used, especially if you're anything like me being a busybody, you're like, hey, I just want to get this stuff done. Let's let's get it done real quick. Let me do this routine real quick. But then they're interrupting you every five minutes. Right. You have to accept that interruption because it's going to happen. Right. Michelle, it's going to happen. And mm-hmm. you have to just go with it and then pick back up where you are. You have to be OK and willing to start again. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's OK to start again. They're going to interrupt you. Um just try to try, try to go with it. Try to be more flexible, more more free flow in a sense. You can still have that structure, but just understand change is a constant always. Mm, yes. Okay. So I would also love to know before we really dive deep into routines, why this business? You know, you talked about being a nurse and doing all those things. What inspired you to start um, what you are doing now? Mm. I would say it was based out of pain and struggle while I'm doing what I'm doing now. It was from a season of pain and struggle for sure. Um, I was a stay-at-home mom for two plus years. Um, and when I first got the opportunity, because I was raised by a single mom, I don't I didn't know anybody growing up that was a stay-at-home mom. I'm like, stay-at-home mom, who able to do that? Who able to stay at home? <laughs> 
So when I got the opportunity, I jumped on. I was like, yes, so excited. Um, a few months passed. Mm-mm, hot mess. Like how you say, Michelle, I was a hot mess. And that is out so outside of my character and so outside of who I'm usually, how I usually move that I was like something, what is going on here? And I didn't really, I really thought it was going to be a, a piece of cake. And I know when people hear that at stay-at-home moms, they're like, girl, bye. Um, I thought it was going to be a piece of cake. I'm like, if I can work and be a mom, I can be a stay-at-home mom. Like, what's the issue? Mm-mm. I get it now. Um, mm-hmm. It is it is much to stay at home with your children and to hold down a household and to have so much responsibility in that realm, um, especially when you're not accustomed to it. So that was a huge adjustment for me. And I didn't understand that, you know what, all of the things that you were accustomed to doing, you're no longer going to be doing to a certain extent. So you got to change things up here. I tried to keep doing the things I were doing before I came home and that didn't work. And I, it got to a point where I got super depressed and I went into a depression for some months. It was not a good time. And one day I prayed, I prayed to God. Like I said, I have a huge faith. And I was like, God, please help me. And I feel like God said, lean into who you are. And I was like, okay, let me try to figure out these routines. I'm naturally routine oriented. Let me try to start there. So little by little, I started one routine at a time kept building upon it. It was a bunch of trial and error. I didn't know. I was I was like, oh, I thought this, because usually it would come naturally and I had to really think about it more so. And so, um, but little by little, things started to get a bit lighter. I started to feel a lot better and my home started to come together and I started to care for myself more. And that's when I saw a lot of light come in and I felt like, you know what? I can rock this stay at home mom life. And when I got to that point, that's when I said, you know what? I want to teach other women how to do this and I want to share my experience with them. And so that's how routine and things was birthed is because of that season in my life, which I know God definitely called me to do. I know that that like I was like, God, you put me through that, but I see why I see why now. (laughs) I know. Isn't it so hard, like in the middle of the struggle to understand why? Because I felt the same way because I left corporate world. I never, ever thought I would be a stay at home mom. I was like, I am going to be the queen of the insurance world. I am going to be the top salesperson. Like I had all these dreams of following kind of in my dad's footsteps. And then I was like, no, I think I need to stay home. Like God, like clearly was like, you're going to stay home. And I was like, okie dokie. But I was like, but something else is coming, right? Like, right, God, like something else is coming. But it took like forever. And I didn't understand. And I had postpartum really bad. And now looking back, I realized if I would have tried to start anything, or even had a job, I would have gotten fired or it would have failed because I was so deep into postpartum. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was like a two year thing too. And then after like, I kind of came out of the fog. Sometimes I always think that if it's, if you're nursing, that it like takes like once those hormones leave, all of a sudden you're like, Oh, like it all clears and your brain clears away a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. at least for me, that was the case, but I love how you say like out of pain came your purpose. And really that's true for so many people. And I think that sometimes when things have been hard, even like this last year with COVID, I've tried to remind myself like God is walking us through this hard thing because eventually someday I'm probably gonna have to tell somebody about it or they need to hear it. Yes, always. It's always that full circle moment that happens and you're like, this is why I went through what I went through because this person needed this. Like this person needed to be able to either connect to this, be able to learn from this, grow from this. 
That's why it wasn't just for me. And sometimes some of our pain is not for us. It's for someone else in the future, which can can feel like, dang, I got to go through all this for somebody else. Yep. Sometimes we do, which mm-hmm. is which is OK with me. I'm like, if somebody else can benefit from this or if I can benefit from this in the future, that's OK. And so I'm always taking life like that. Just like what comes is what comes. And um, it took me a while to get to this place of even thinking and having this perspective, because it can be hard when you're in it to have a perspective that things are going to work out in the future and that it's not going to be in vain why you went through what you went through. But um, I'm glad I have this perspective now because it's really helpful whenever Mm -hmm. I am having challenges in life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I know for me, part of like my challenge in, in the middle of the postpartum was in like in therapy, they were like, just make a list and make a routine, which is so funny that we're going to talk about this. And it's a great transition into because I'm like, well, I suck at routines. And I was like, I mean, I could make a list. But part of it for me was I felt like no purpose. So let's dive into a kind of talking about routines. And what does that look like for someone or even just starting routines? Like I'm assuming that you have a way of like, why are routines healthy? And this is why you need healthy routines. Oh, yeah. I mean, routines are really important, especially healthy routines, because you can be an unhealthy routine. Let me say that right now. But a healthy routine is really important because it really helps to declutter your mind. Like, that's a huge thing for me. I mean, we have so many things floating in our heads on a constant basis. We are constantly making decisions in life. And so if you can take away some of that decision making, it will definitely clear out your mind. You'll have more clarity. You'll be able to focus better, which is really important. And you will be less stressed in life. And that's what we want to be less stressed. We want to live the most abundant and vibrant life that we can. So routines really give you that decluttering of your mind, less decision making and more focus and predictability. And we know like when COVID happened, like everybody was like, what's going on? We felt so uncomfortable. I remember <laughs> I remember me and my husband was just eating up everything. I'm like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> right? Not knowing what's going to happen. But when you have that predictability, you feel more comfortable. It's like your safety blanket. And I feel like that's what routines are. It's like that safety blanket for you and your life. We know that change is going to happen. But if you can have ways that are predictable and and certain things that you do on a constant basis that you don't have to think about. It makes life a lot easier. It just helps you to live life with more ease. Let me say that. Um, But yeah, so when it comes to creating routines, though, the first place that you really want to start is really understanding which routine is that going to be for you? Because it's only one routine at a time. I'm going to share that right now. I know Many of us want to be all or nothing, like, let's go. Let me create four routines and start them. Mm -mm. You're going to overwhelm yourself. I did that. So I want you to learn from what I did in the beginning. I did that. It doesn't work. You have to do one routine at a time. It's really best that way. And so figure out what that routine is. You can start by thinking about five routine categories I always share about, which is cooking, cleaning, children, self-care, and planning. Those are the five routine categories that can be really helpful. And if you think about which one comes up for you, like where do you feel the most anxiety in life or the most frustration or the most annoyance? Where do you feel like you're not the best prepared in your life, right? What is that? And you can do a gut check and decide which category you want to focus on or also have a routine assessment that you can take on my website, routineandthings.com that will help to give you more information. I take you through a traffic light assessment and you're really able to 
could see where you need the help then. Um, and once you know which category you're focusing on, then you want to get more specific about what that actual routine is going to be. Specificity is really important when deciding your routine. So if you just say, I want to create a cleaning routine, that's very vague. That's very ambiguous. What are you talking about? That's going to be a, a lot can fall within the cleaning routine. So do you want a laundry routine? Do you want to have a bathroom routine, a kitchen routine, a tidy routine? What is that for you? What do you want to specifically focus on when it comes to cleaning? So that is where you really want to start, but get really specific about the routine. So that's that's the first thing. Mm. I love how you talked about being specific about it because it can be. I'm like, well, I just want to clean my house or I just want to do, you know, or like I just want to plan out all of the things for my business for the whole month, yes. which I'm like, first of all, I'm always, like, you know, and I get it that there are people like plan for your whole month. It'll be great. You can plan all your content. And I'm like, nah. Because yeah. knowing myself, like I said, like a mess, I'm like, what I what I think about at the beginning of the month and the end of the month, I'm like, I don't want to talk about that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, trying to plan in business is a little, is even different and getting specific that way too. So I love how you kind of touched on, on those things. Um, let's talk about like, and you had said that you can't do, it's not everything all at once, like one at a time. So what is like the mindset shifts that have to happen in order for us to create routines or to actually stick to routines? Because I will be like, we're going to do routine for like three days. Like I'm going to work out and I'm like, why am I not skinny? All right. Well, we can eat this stuff, you know, (laughs) or like I clean the house. That's it. I've had it. And we get the house. I'm like, we're going to get it to like back to neutral and we're going to keep it that way. And it stays that way for like two days. And then the kids are, you know, like, so what is the mindset shift that has to happen in order for us to actually stick to routines? Yes. So I'll share three that I constantly see over and over. The first one is really understanding what a routine is and more so from the fact of if you're a person, you hear the word routine and you start to cringe a little bit. You're like, "Mm, I don't know about this routine. Mm, Girl, stop. (laughs) Right. If that is you you're going to have to overcome that because you're going, right? Like no matter what type of person you are, you could be super structured. You can be, you know, the freest bird in the land. Like it doesn't matter. You still have routines. You still have routine and you thrive from routine. So if, and I don't like when I always share, if you have to change the name, change the name. If you want to call it a ritual, a flow, I don't care. I don't make up a name. I don't care. Just do a routine and and know that routine is for you. Routine is to help you thrive and you can actually stay consistent with a routine. That's the first thing is really understanding you can be consistent. You can be consistent with routine and routine is really here to help you. So that's the first mental shift you have to make, especially if you're a person that feels like routines kind of make you cringe. Um, The second mindset shift is really to think about trial and error and know that that's okay. Mm-hmm. Many times we'll start a routine thinking that, oh, this routine is just going to be like so smooth and I'm going to just be able to keep it going every single day or twice a week. And it's like sometimes we fall off of that. That's OK. Or sometimes we create a routine and then we don't really like how it flows, but we try to stick to it. When it's not really working for us. Nope. It's okay to go back to the drawing board, tweak a few things, start again. 
trial and error with routines is in the process of routine building is normal and it's going to happen. And if you can adjust to that and really understand that, it's going to better equip you to maintain your routine for sure. Just start again. Really give yourself permission to start again. Um, And then the last mindset shift that I constantly see, this is understanding what your sabotaging behaviors are. This one is so big because Many times people will come, they'll, I'll get questions like this. Well, I'm, I go to do the routine, but then I start doing something else. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's a little bit of sabotaging. You, it's not intentional. We all do it. We all have sabotage, even me. I know mine like, like that. I know when I'm getting into it. I'm like, when I start organizing anything, when I got something else to do, mm, I'm sabotaging what is going on here, Ashley, right? So it could be maybe scrolling on your phone is a form of you sabotaging and not doing your routine. Maybe it could be you do like to organize. So you go into the pantry and start getting stuff all nice and pretty when you haven't actually done the laundry, right? Maybe <laughs> maybe it is you just like, like you start getting on the phone with your mom or your cousin. It doesn't matter. Like in what ways do you sabotage yourself when it comes to you maintaining your routines? Because something is there. And that is a really huge signal that maybe something isn't right in your routine. It's not that something is wrong with you. It's nothing wrong with you, but something may not be um, feeling good for you in your routine. That's why you're straying away from it. So it's really important to figure out what the root cause of that is so that you can get back on track. But understanding your sabotaging behaviors and those ways that you take yourself off track is major because you can call yourself out and then get back on track or try to figure out what's going on. Mm, that is so smart. Like that's a whole thing of like life and, you know, like <laughs> self-sabotage and being able to you know, I, I can even think about them as you're talking. I'm like, hmm, where do I do that? Oh, well, I know why I've like quit working out because I step on the scale and I get pissed. Like, so then I'm like, well, whatever, you know, or right. I can totally think as you're talking about that, I'm, I, you know, of certain tasks. I'm like, I don't really like doing that. And so then I'll be like, oh, well, well, I'm here. I'll go do this or that because I'm in the same room or I'll just take care of these other things instead of just finishing the tasks that, I had said I was going to do in the first place. So I love that thought. And that even Mm -hmm. applies to in business. There's so many things like for me, I hate email, like hate it. And so people will go unanswered. And I mean, I think you are the same way. Like you must email me a couple of times. I'm like, oh, yep, sorry, because I don't like email. So I will be like, okay, I'm going to go clear out my email box today. I'm like, hmm, but I could go write an Instagram caption. Hmm, I could go make something else. And then I get off like off topic. And that's such a great thing to think about of like one task at one time. And I love that. Yeah. One task at one time. And also understanding, because when you say you don't like email, understanding what is the issue with that? Why don't you like email? And can you, can you create a way for you to do your emails that entices you to maybe want to do them? Can you know, cause sometimes we, we go based upon what we see, but things don't always work for us in that way. It's like, I don't want to send no whole three, four paragraphs and no email because that's not my style either. Ashley is not doing that. So how can I create an email that actually says something like you seem like you're a really cool woman with a really good vibe and like you could have some really fun things to say. 
Can I put that in two, three sentences and then send that, right? It captures their attention with a little mm. in the email and I'm good to go, right? Or a bite-sized mm-hmm. tip or something like that. Like, in what way can you make the email fit who you are? Because that's what's going to entice you to actually get the things done and be able to focus. Mm. That's interesting that you say that. And I think that part of it is like, I don't like typing and I don't like sifting through. I I mean, it's even on my website. It's like, I don't like email once a month. I like select all and delete. Because I'll be like, I'll go through and look like, oh, whoopsies, missed that person. Oh, whoopsies, missed that person. Oh, mark them, like need to reply. And the need to reply might sit there for a week or two. But like, if I could probably like voice record or like send somebody a video yes. back which maybe i just need to do that figure out how to like record yes. read the email send a video attach it and be like please watch please watch video i don't yes. like to type <laughs> yes no for real i mean girl or get or start doing canned responses something yeah mm, that is so great We are so excited to be introducing to you the Living Your Calling Retreats. These retreats are going to be for women to reconnect to themselves and to join in community with like-minded women. We are going to take you from places from the Midwest to the beach to the mountains. And this is going to be a time for you to disconnect and have time away and to focus on yourself and to take a break from whatever it is you need. These retreats are gonna be like nothing you have experienced before, and we are creating them with you in mind. If you would love to know more about the Living Your Calling retreats, you can head to the link in the show notes to join the waitlist so that you can be the first to know when we are gonna be connecting together. We are so excited to create this for our community, and we cannot wait to meet you and to join a community at the Living Your Calling retreat. Okay, so let's just dive into a little bit of, we talked about why we need routines and the mindset shifts. If someone is thinking to themselves like me, who is a hot mess, I like, like you said, I probably have routines. They're just not down to what I really, truly want them to be. And I'm trying to balance routines in life and in business. What is your best advice for someone who is just getting started or someone who's really wanting to kind of like dive in and make things better? Yeah, I would say if you're really like, I want to have a good routine that feels good to me, I want you to really focus on what's going to work for you. And and the reason why I share that, and I know we hear that all the time, like, do you, but like you really do. When it comes to routines, you have to do you. Take away all the noise of what you think you're supposed to be doing, because many times that's when we get caught in the trap is we hear someone else has this morning routine. Someone else is doing something with their children, their routine. Someone else is doing this business type of thing. And we think, oh, I need to be doing in that same exact way. And so we put so much pressure on ourselves to do certain things in our routine when it's not needed. And we actually don't even want to do it. Right. Um, For example, A lot of people will say when it comes to being a mom and you having a morning routine, you need to wake up before your kids. I don't agree with that. I don't do that because that is not Ashley. I'm a 9 a.m. type morning person. Don't talk to me before 9 a.m. This is why we're friends. (laughs) Like we're now best friends. Instant friendship because I'm literally people like get up and I'm like, 
No, like I literally, my kids at this point, because they're now like six and four, they go downstairs in the morning by themselves. They come into my room and they're like, I stayed in my room until seven. I'm like, okay, go downstairs. And guess what? They can make their own breakfast and a toaster and a bagel. They might not get like super healthy, but whatever. I'll put something in the milk, put the extra stuff in the milk and it's good. Because I'm not a morning person either. Like, No, no. My husband knows not to talk to me. You're going to get, don't talk to me. My husband's a morning person all day. I wake up at 5.30. I'd be like, stop, stop. (laughs) So my kids will be just like that when they get old enough. Yes, go downstairs by yourself. So I don't subscribe to what you see someone else doing. You feel like you have to do what is going to work for you in your routine. If you like to free flow and you like to be spontaneous, then make sure you make you have room so you can do that in your day. That doesn't mean that you can't have routine. You can still have routine. But that's the advice. Release the pressure mm-hmm. of what you're seeing. You make the rules for your personal routines. How do you want your routines to go? Bump what your mama got to say. Bump what your best friend got to say. It doesn't matter. They're not doing it. You fit your routines into your life and you make them a part of who you are. So that's my piece of advice. If you don't take nothing else away from this, you do routines the way you want to do routines. Mm, That is so great. And I even think because as like in the business world, there are so many, I mean, there's women, but there's a lot of men who talk about the morning routine and I don't, the golden morning. I don't even know what it's called because I haven't read the books, but you know, there's all these things. And, and as these last few months, I've been thinking about the, about kind of like routines. I'm like, well, will I even be six? Like, can I not be successful if I don't have these morning routines that these higher entrepreneurs are saying that they have or these women entrepreneurs say that they have them, but sometimes I want to like call out the BS flag. Cause I'm like, there's no way you do all of that with a little baby. So just tell it like it is. And, and don't try to form into what these men say that they can do because what men's can do, because let's be honest, when they, their feet hit the floor in the morning, they're not thinking about who needs what, what needs to go in the backpack. Like, who needs a lunch? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe the lunch piece, they're not thinking about what do I need to take out of the freezer so that there's dinner. Like they don't think about those things so they can like go into their morning meditation and their whatever, like it's fine. And some women can do that and that's great. But I've been thinking about like, how can we break this thing of letting women know that you don't have to like have this thing, like in order to be a good entrepreneur or six figure, whatever number you want. I don't think the numbers matter. Whatever success looks like to you, like it doesn't have to fit into what all these other entrepreneurs are saying you have to do when you are like, that is not me. And it doesn't work for me because I'm not a morning person. And I tell you what, I don't know the angels and the fat lady will sing (laughs) when I like have a morning routine. Maybe when the boys can get up and fully function to themselves, I will then have my own morning thing. Yes, which I'm glad that you said that. No, for sure, because I have a I have a small morning routine, but my focus is bedtime. Like because I'm not a morning person, my morning routine looks like this. Let me share it with y'all. It's so it's y'all be like, what? Yes. So my morning routine, I get up, I pray. That's what I do. I pray. I say I say a couple of things I'm grateful for, and then I will start to like massage myself. I'm trying to wake myself up, so I will start to like squeeze all my legs, everything, my arms, and I'm like, wake up, Ashley, wake up, wake up. That is my morning routine. That is what I do. That's it. That is it. 
Make it fit you. What do you need to do? Because I know I need to get myself awake in the morning or I'm not going to be able to function. So I need to wake myself up, get my butt out of the bed. And that's what I do. And that's my morning routine. It's so simple. It's so simple. It fits me. It works. I don't have to do. I work on some of my, you know, I pray because I'm a God girl. I do my mindset stuff, the gratitude practice. And then I I wake myself up by giving myself little squeezes. That's what I do. What's going to work for you? What's going to work for you? What time? What do you need for your life? You know, so that's my advice. Don't don't put so much pressure. Do do your routine the way you want to do it. Yeah, I love it. This has been such a great conversation. And I think so freeing, like around routines and like letting people know that whatever works for you is the best way. So I always love to kind of ask at the end, if you could go back to any point in life, whether it be motherhood, business, when you were younger, what advice would you give yourself? If there was something, either advice or if you're like, dang, if I could have just missed this pitfall, that would have been a game changer. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I would say being kinder to myself before when I became a mom, being kinder to myself. Oh, my gosh. Being kinder to myself. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, for real, we, you know, us as women, we struggle with that. We struggle with being kind. We, we, we are really critical of ourselves. Right. And so that's something that I would have definitely worked on. And one thing that has helped me to be kinder to myself is when I do something or something happens and I'm like, oh, shoot, I wish I could have done that better. What I will say, and I'll share this because I learned this um, from a really good therapist. And I will say to myself, it is understandable that X, Y, and Z, whatever that is. Like, it is understandable that I didn't do my routine yesterday because of this. It's understandable. If you just start to say that, you start to be kinder to yourself because you're validating that, you know, how you're feeling, it makes sense for what happened, mm. right? And it's okay. So that's that's definitely what I would share. Mm, I love that. And I think that any mom can relate to that. And even moms like in postpartum, or if you're suffering, you know, with some of that to be kinder, or as I've been reading about trauma response, because this last year has traumatized all of us in a way that whether you want to admit that you've been traumatized or not, like you've been traumatized. And I was listening to a really good podcast that Annie F. Downs had. And I wish I could know the guy that was talking about it. Um, But it was interesting. And he was even talking about like the trauma response and how we have to be kind to ourselves and that like we're really functioning on a lower capacity. And I love that because as new moms, we want to be, I think, like at that full capacity or we want people to believe that we're doing that when we all know. And guess what? All the women that have gone before you, we all know. And your like best friend mm-hmm. who's judging you that doesn't have kids yet, she will say, mm-hmm. sorry someday. Okay. So just let, like, it is fine. And it's been interesting. And even as you say that, because my postpartum was so bad that there's a lot of pieces I don't remember, or it's a, a very much a blur for like two or three years. And I was, as I was listening to this podcast yesterday, it's interesting. And, and I even thought to myself, I have to be kinder to myself in the fact that I don't remember these things because it's not my fault. They're in there. Like they'll come out, like as I continue to work on like the trauma of all that stuff. But yeah, like just to be kinder and to know like you're a good mom, even if you can't remember some of the things, like if you go back and look at pictures, you'll be Mm -hmm. like, oh, like there was lots of good things happening. So I love that, that thought. 
Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. If people want to reach out to you after this episode, where can they find you? Yes. So you can find me hanging out on Instagram at routine and things. That's where I hang out primarily. So definitely come, come join, come join the community. I love helping women with their routines. Um, Also website routine and things.com. We have products, resources, a lot of goodies that can help you start, maintain and enjoy your fun and freeing and flexible routines. So that's where you can find everything. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Yes. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Living Your Calling podcast. If you love this episode, will you share it with a friend or leave a review? Make sure that you subscribe or follow so that you don't miss a single episode. I love hearing from listeners and connecting. You can find us over on Instagram at the Living Your Calling podcast or at Michelle Ann Hagen. Join us inside of our private Facebook community called the Living Your Calling podcast community. It's free. So why don't you join us inside? You can join by clicking the link in our Instagram bios or checking out the show notes. Join us and we will dive in deeper and I can't wait to connect with you. If you needed someone to remind you that you are worthy of your dreams, friend, this is it. I promise that you are worthy of whatever is on your heart and whatever calling you are wanting to chase. I am proud of you and I'm here for you. You're listening to the Living Your Calling podcast, inspiring you to be and create exactly what you were made for.